It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own trip with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Today's show is also brought to you by Untuck It. Dads come in all shapes and sizes, and so should their shirts, like tall, short, slim, and relaxed. Ever wonder why your father's button-ups look so long and baggy at the end of the day? It can be hard for guys to pull off a casual untucked look that isn't sloppy. That's where Untuck It comes in. Untuck It is the solution that fits just right. Their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 516 of Locked On Raptors 4, late on a Tuesday, May 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Woodley Sean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And, of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team-focused shows for all the NBA teams, a bunch of MLB shows as well. we got the Locked On NFL shows if you're still interested in breaking down what happened in the draft a couple weeks back. And you can find all the shows in the network on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. If you are in the market for a new podcast app, Himalaya is the one to try out. It's, uh, it's great. It's great for personalizing your own podcast playlist and stuff like that. So make sure you are testing out Himalaya on the App Store for free. Download it. Get it set up. All right. On today's show, we are deep in the depths of a very loud and rambunctious Scotiabank Arena with myself and Daniel Reynolds from Raptors HQ. After the Raptors, 120-102, Game 4 shellacking of the Milwaukee Bucks to even the Eastern Conference Finals at two apiece. Daniel, how are you, man? I, I like that you use the word shellacking. That's a very confident uh, word to use. And a pasting? Well, I'll tell you, it's like when Norman Powell is taking heat check shots, yeah. that's when you get into the shellacking zone. It's, it's true. This will go down as the Norm Powell heat check game, among other things. Uh, what did he shoot? 6 for 18? He was, was 6 for 18. Yeah. I think he hit all six of his shots in his first six attempts and then just was heat checking the rest I, of the way. But I, it was fine. I, I, did, I had no problem with it. I joked that he, sh- he, was, I joked that he was shooting 100%. And what's funny is that... For all the times we are tweeting about or nervous of, you know, Brooke Lopez going off or Ursula Sova is a Raptor killer or we got to worry about Brogdon, the Milwaukee fans and like Brew Hoop, the, the Espionation <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks blog, they're losing their mind about Norman Powell. He has routinely killed them and it has to destroy them to consider the fact that basically in the Philly series, he was a non-factor. If anyone was following that series, he'd be like, Norm Powell. It's horrendous, yeah. Didn't even, was just a useless player. No need for him at all. And then by the end, they weren't even playing him because they were going big. They didn't even have him. And now here he comes in, and not only is he playing, he is tearing this team apart, and it's hilarious. I don't know how it happens. I don't know why it's <laughs> happening continuously against Milwaukee, but I love it. 
I don't know if he's jilted because they traded his draft rights or the pick that became him before the draft rights were even selected on draft night in 2015. That's got to be where the curse started. Yeah. I mean, it's hilarious. I, I mean, I, OG Ananobi, I'm sure, would be punking the Bucks in this series as well if he were healthy. Um, but, yeah, great Norm Powell game. Great game for the bench. I think if there's a big takeaway from this one, it's the Raptors bench uh, showed up and was good. And... Yeah, I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where Fred Van Vliet going 5 of 6 from the field and 3 of 3 from deep came from. I don't know why he started getting lucky bounces off the backboard and rim yeah, because he's not had them at all so far in the playoffs. But it happened. And apologies for the background noise. It's very loud once again. But it, it was, you mentioned it's rambunctious. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's spilling over. It's spilling over. The bench, over. The bench over. combined for, what is this, uh, 35, 48 points? <laughs> that's, yeah, I mean, that's a really remarkable effort from the bench. And it was just, I think, kind of spoke to... Just sort of the widespread excellence of the entire team tonight. Every time they threw out a lineup, it was it was gold. Well, it's interesting. The timing of this couldn't have been better. Mm -hmm. uh, in Game 3, I think at a certain point, it became clear that the Raptors are going to need Kawhi Leonard to do something superhuman. Because, mm -hmm. they, you know, Lowry was out. Uh, Norm was out. Uh, and basically, they were they were really gassed. I mean, you're going into double overtime, you're in trouble. You yeah. know, Pascal Siakam was kind of so-so. I mean, he had finished with a good number of points, but like, yeah, he was kind of so-so. And obviously, game one, you saw them get run down, and game two, you saw them get run off the floor. So basically, everyone in Toronto was going, well, Kawhi, you got to save us again. But it was also clear in this game that you could, that maybe wasn't a solution, mm -hmm. that Kawhi was not going to just take the ball and take over. And there were some plays here where, I mean, he did – make some pretty good plays, but there were some plays here where he just was not even moving. And to be honest with you, I can't blame him. The yeah. Bucks are making him work very hard. Mm -hmm. He is very tired. And the fact that he's out there, I joked, I joked and said it's the, the Mary Lemieux presence. He's out there, and, he, and it's like he draws so much attention, mm -hmm. even though he maybe can't do anything, because they have to worry about him all the time. And it's true. The gravity is so immense. Mm -hmm. Of course... This is the perfect time for Serge Ibaka to have a monster double double. <laughs> Fred to like, not only not only hit a few threes, he went three for three, but to make he made one amazing drive where he faked the dish and laid oh, it in. Oh, George Hill still yeah, confuses. Yeah. To and then Powell happened. and then Powell did his thing. He put up another what eighteen points. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, he was sh shooting a little bit wild, but the point was they all had their, they all made their presence felt. And uh, when the bench is playing like that, I mean, Gasol's doing his thing, Lowry's doing his thing. Green had a quiet night, but he was doing his thing. And yeah. then Kawhi did put 19 points in, so it's not like he was doing nothing out there. Yeah. But, and their defense was amazing. Again, there were a couple of times, uh, you know, I lost count of the times you were, you were reacting to that defense. <laughs> and, I mean, and rightly so. Yeah, the defense was uh, insane, once again. The rotations are so, like, crisp and deliberate, and they know exactly where everyone's supposed to be. They're communicating. They know exactly when to send the double at Giannis, which is typically very, very, very early, and they're yeah. getting back to it quickly, and they're ensuring that the guys getting the shots that they're helping off of are Nikola Mirotic or Brooke Lopez. They're not getting burned, or Eric Bledsoe. They're not getting burned by Eric by Chris Middleton in those situations, right? He had a good game tonight. He did. He was honestly, the one guy. He probably the best player on the floor for either team was Chris Middleton. Pretty much. What did he, Kawhi, shoot, 11 for, he was 11 to 15 yeah. for 30 points. Kawhi was... You know, obviously part of it is the fact that his leg seems to be a little bit hurt, but yeah. like Chris Middleton was in his grill all night yeah, long, yeah. fighting through yeah. screens and just sort of made everything difficult. And credit to Kawhi, I mean, he took that extra defensive attention, turned that into just one assist, which seems ridiculous and the low. Hockey assist, the hockey yeah, assist. No, because, I, yeah, I mean, Nick Nurse mentioned this in, in the post game. Have? You had two turnovers. Yeah, I think that's, I the, that's cool. I thought the... There was a lot of swinging happening out of Kawhi, right? He would drive in, there'd be three dudes on him, yeah, out, I mean, and then you know Kyle would make a smart pass, or, or Marcus Gasol makes a high-low feed to a cutting Siakam or something like that. Yeah. And there's just a lot of 
like prolonged sequences of Raptors ball movement, which was it's not something we've seen for like pretty much since the Orlando series, really. Well, the, the yeah, Sixer series was a no, slog, and like, there. there was just nothing to be had there. This series has been a, a pretty defensive battle as well, aside from the first three quarters, I guess, of Game One. And it was just to see that. That's the reason Powell and Ibaka and Van Vliet had the nights they did. is because Kawhi, when he was playing with them, was using his gravity, leveraging that. And they were getting the looks that, you know, that were knocking down. But also, the, the Raptors are less, look a little less scared of taking the shot. I yeah. Mean, Gasol in particular. I mean, he played terribly in game two. And the knock on him throughout the postseason has been his reluctance sometimes to shoot. Yeah. And I think you're seeing less and less of that. He is taking the shot. He's made, he had a couple of beauty high-low passes. That mm-hmm. That's what you'd expect from Gasol. That's what the Raptors really wanted. And I think the fact that those kind of things are starting to happen, once that once he, once he those guys are taking the shots, it trickles down. Then all of a sudden, the driving lanes open up. And then a guy like Powell, who maybe in a different situation would be a little out of control, all of a sudden has those clear lanes because he doesn't have to force it because mm-hmm. the play's there. Because he knows that if he does get stuck, Gasol's waiting for him. Danny Green's there. Kyle's making the – I mean, Kyle was – just unbelievable. <laughs> that was a that was a vintage Kyle game. Yeah, he had twenty five points on like eleven shots. Yeah, he got went ten of ten from the free throw line, and he distributed the ball. He had some rebound. He made some amazing hustle plays. There was that one where he was like diving. Yeah, it was an offensive the, board where it looked like it was going to go off of Siakam out of bounds, and then he like dives he in and like in throws it off of Lopez while yeah. he was like like vert like while he was horizontal yeah. above the end line. Like he had to do this all before he hit the like slammed into the ground, and he made the play work. He took I a mean, charge on Giannis as well. Like yeah. I, you know, after game one, it was like I can't believe they wasted. Uh, yeah. This wasn't me. This was some people being like, I can't believe they wasted the good Lowry game. And it's like, well, yeah, he's he, kind of capable of more than just one good game. And I thought this game across the board was better than his game we one. We hadn't seen him shoot like that. Yeah. That's the thing. And now it's it's interesting. Now it's gone back the other way. Now you expect him. He's shooting. He shot three for seven from deep, and that's like more in line of what you'd expect out of Lowry, where you don't feel like, oh, but, oh no, here's another three for, three attempt. It's like, yeah, great. Yeah. That's a good shot. And he, he he's, you know, this one, I've, the joke was, you, you can't waste this game from the bench, because yeah. I don't know if they're going to play this well again, but... I mean, someone tweeted this. Our our favorite uh, uh, friend of the site, uh, and troll Justin Rowan, said, "The you know the bench players tend to play better at home, and that's role true. Players tend to, it was role players. Role right? players, yeah, yeah, sure. And I think he was making a joke about Lowry, but yeah. but but he's that sentiment is not wrong. The yeah. Bucks will probably the the Bucks bench players, role players will feel a little more comfortable in Milwaukee." And I think the Raptors are going to have to respond to that. I mean, you could see them losing Game Five, perhaps. I, I, I you know, I don't want to talk too negatively, but the fact mm-hmm. is. It definitely doesn't feel... I mean, the Raptors have been in exactly the situation before, yeah. but it doesn't feel the same as it did then. No, it doesn't feel quite as daunting. A, because Giannis, while he's amazing, is not LeBron James nope. and doesn't have the psychological hold that LeBron did over yes. the Raptors. And they didn't win those two games by, like, completely embarrassing... Yeah, and draw. also, I mean, like, the the fact that Kawhi is on this team is uh, very, yeah, very important Yeah, that changes well. the calculus uh, a little bit too. We'll get to Kawhi in just a second. First, I want to remind people that today's show is brought to you by Grip6, where their goal is to literally make the best belt that's ever been made. Grip6 is an easy, thoughtful gift for dads, brothers, husbands, uncles, grandpas, even moms and wives. Ultra lightweight with no holes, no flap, and it carries a low profile with the buckle laying flat against the waist, making the belt super comfortable. Grip6 is the only belt with no holes, no flap, and no bulk. Grip6 has a special offer for you at grip6.com slash lock. That's L-O-C-K-E. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Daniel, let's get into Kawhi. So, like we, we touched on him a little bit, his playmaking, stuff like that. He finished the night 19 points on 6 of 13, got to the line 6 of 8 from there. Uh, seven boards, four steals, two blocks. His defense in this game, as it tends to be, was ridiculous. And his like rim protection, for some reason, is a thing now. It's been th- a thing oh, the last couple of games. Be. It's got to be. Yeah, it's been outstanding. And I, I just... Where do you, are you like concerned at all about like the leg thing? Because I guess there's two things. One is like, yeah, he missed like all last season with a leg injury. This is concerning that he's limping around. At the same time, when he went to go sit on the bench, Alex McKechnie didn't walk over to him. The Raptors training staff didn't walk over to him. Apparently, Nick Nurse said in the post game that he tried to get Kawhi an extra bit of rest, and Kawhi wasn't having any of it. Um, are you con- like, what's your level of concern about Kawhi's health going forward? And like, are you worried that's going to play a role in how the series ends up finishing? I have to assume that it's not serious. I can't see how it would be if, if like, yeah, like you said, if McKechnie and, and Nurse and no one seems to be particularly concerned. I mean, yes, you could say that they're all lying to us, <laughs> but I think, if anything, just Kawhi picked the spots a little more. Yeah. And I think uh, and as the game went along, it became clear he didn't have to. Like, you could maybe see a scenario where in game three he does the same thing. Yeah. But he couldn't because... They needed him to do what he did. Yeah. In this game, it felt like I, I wonder if it had gotten closer. Like if if uh, if they come out of that fourth quarter and they managed to get the lead down to ten, mm-hmm. and then you know you bring Kawhi back, and then you know, okay now it's eight and six. Maybe then you start to see something. It felt like he. I mean, he dunked on Giannis in the game. Oh, did he like, ever dunk on yeah, Giannis? Yeah. So it's not, it's not like he was. It's not like he was doing nothing. It just felt like he was being a little more selective and. I guess the concern is that like he he's not like turning the corners much, mm-hmm. but just like the the Raptors are doubling Giannis, uh, uh, they're doubling him. They're making it tough for him to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. But he knows the again the attention that he draws is so valuable. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of plays where it was frustrating that he didn't find the pass fast enough. But there were other plays where it just opened so much up because he just drew drew so much, so much attention. And then yeah, his defense was great. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'll be all right. I, th- I feel pretty good about where Kawhi's at. And honestly, it was really nice they could get him some rest there in the fourth yeah. quarter. He only played like three minutes in the fourth quarter or something yeah. like that. And that's because Nick Nurse kind of went with his bench lineup, and it was a little like kind of startling of a decision to not have either Kyle or Kawhi on the floor to start the fourth quarter with the wraps up 13. Obviously, that's a nice cushion, but like you, the Bucks bomb threes like crazy. You never know yeah. how quickly that cushion's going to evaporate. But they throw this lineup of Fred Van Vliet with Norm Powell um, along with Danny Green, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol. And, a risky lineup. Yeah, a risky and the lineup. offense wasn't particularly great. There were a couple possessions oh, that were a little stagnant at the start of the, of the quarter, but the defense from that group was ridiculous. And eventually they kind of broke it open by turning that defense into quick you know, attacks the other yeah, way. Yeah. Um, and I think it ended off... Norm Powell had like a driving finish and put him up like 20 and they called a timeout and they came back out with that lineup and it bought them even more minutes. I think they got bought 437 was by my count the, the amount of time they bought. They won those minutes by three and kind of sealed the game. Kyle came back in, he hit a huge three, then Kyle kicked to Kawhi for a three and that pretty much decided the game. Um, what did you think of the lineup there? What did you think of sort of the rotation and the 
like the rotation decisions from Nick Nurse in the game. Uh, just one other thing. That's the other thing about Kawhi that I'm not worried about is that he was sh- he was not really short on his jumper. That's yeah. the telling sign. If he he got his threes up, he hit his first jumper. He hit some long some long twos. Mm-hmm. If he's doing that, I feel a little more comfortable. Anyway, as for the rotation, it was incredible to consider the fact that we've basically been saying all season, never mind the postseason, that that uh, that it was hard for them to uh, get any sort of flow going with that all bench unit, and the mm-hmm. fact that they came out. And played them not with Pascal, who you know you usually would lean on to make make your, to get your offense going. Yeah. But with Gasol and Serge, the, uh, uh, it was an odd time to get that big big lineup going, given the fact that they hadn't really played, they didn't play them at all in Game Three, really. Mm-hmm. So the fact that and that Nurse was is like openly said he doesn't really like that lineup in this series. Right. But there they were, and uh, yeah, you were, you hit it on the head there. They, it was a bit chunky to begin with, and you're like, okay, let's see what's going on here. And yeah, maybe they got they got bailed out, but by that by that. It's banked in three, and, yeah. and, and the four-point play at the same time was Serge getting called for the foul, getting drawing the foul. But the fact is, they the, the bunch didn't fold. They didn't break under the pressure, and that was with Giannis out there. They mm-hmm. were able to defend with Giannis out there and Middleton. So you see that. I mean, that's the kind of boost that not only does it buy your starters some rest. Kawhi only played I think 34 minutes. It also kind of reminds the bench that uh, particularly I would say Fred because he's the guy Norm kind of knows now how he can play against the Bucks Serge did have some very big games particularly against the Sixers obviously Uh, but but Fred was the guy that that you really felt like he he needed to remember like what he can do and you know what he's capable of and yeah the guy had a great game yeah now and now it feels like again who knows what happens in Milwaukee in game five but Fred sort of reminding himself that like yeah he deserves to be there he can play he can run he can do the things he's got to do that's good for the Raptors. It's it was good. really nice to see that bench look have a nice stretch. It kind of reminded me almost of like what we thought the bench was going to be when they first brought in Gasol. Remember that first game against the Knicks where he's just like pinging dudes for yeah. wide open threes? Yeah. And it was like, this is what it's supposed to be. And they never really got the chance to gel because there were injuries. Fred misses time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Gasol's a starter by the time Fred comes back. And then you, the, the rotation just mm-hmm. never really lined mm-hmm. up. But this is an interesting series where like in that Sixers series, you throw that lineup out there, I'm pretty certain the Raptors get punked. But yeah. this is a weird series where it doesn't really feel like the bench lineups are getting torched by either team. It feels like they've both been pretty adequate, and it's not really like it's not like the Embiid factor, right? Like Giannis is obviously very good, but it's not like the Raptors have to match his minutes with a guy in order to survive those minutes. It's not like he's winning all of his minutes by 20 points every game, and and the, and the rest of the minutes are being lost horribly by the other lineups. It's kind of more balanced series in that way because I just think there are more good players across the board, and not as many like. In the Raptors' case, not as many guys playing below standards, and there's not there's not a Boban on the on the on the Bucks, right? It's 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 weird. I like on the one in the one on the one hand, it's like it's very clear that they had to, you know, you know, Gasol had to guard Embiid. That was the only way they could sort of com- combat the the Sixers. And even though Embiid didn't have huge scoring games except for one, mm-hmm. he was still like a huge plus. And it's interesting where because Giannis has the ball a lot and really can't, it's like hard to guard him. Yeah. Um, but somehow the Raptors are unable to sort of stack up the defense. Like, like it's. I, I wish I could sort of quantify this. It's, it's like they they know how to defend him, but of course Giannis knows how to beat that kind yeah. of defense. Like draw draw a few defenders, kick out to all your shooters. But then the Raptors have been able to somehow re, like wall up the paint enough, yeah, and then closed out them, enough, yeah. like carefully enough to sort of make that hard. And then. You know, the variance of that where, yeah, Brook Lopez doesn't go off for 29 points and, you know, Miritich and Ilyasova fall to earth a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then Brogdon is, like, in Brogdon had, what, like, two points? Like, I mean, he... Yeah, Brogdon was bad. He looked like he was probably the most tired of everybody. Beat up by Kawhi like, for 50 minutes. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, like, it's not... That's not... 
I mean, those sorts of things, it's, it's like our, our friend Will Lou was saying, it's like both the fatigue factor is set in for both teams now. Mm-hmm. And now it feels like the fact that Giannis, never mind what Kawhi is going through, the fact that Giannis has to see the ball at the top of the paint and go, all right, I guess I got to drive through you yeah. know, this guy, this guy, and then there's all these arms. Waiting. Yeah. yeah. And he's going to do it. Like <laughs> well, He's got to do he's it. He's going to find like, a way because he's Giannis. But this, but, is yeah. where the, this is where Kawhi's game is a little more interesting because Kawhi can sort of take those jumpers and play a little more surgically, whereas yeah. Giannis is... He's the hammer, yeah. And uh, you know the hammer keeps slamming into this thing, but it's not breaking. Yeah. And then he's got to dish out to shooters who, yes, I mean they are very dangerous. But the Raptors, I mean, the Raptors have kept kept them at bay. Mm-hmm. And you could say it's just variance, or it is just really good defense. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, Switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. The thing I noticed tonight is that I kind of almost am more scared of Giannis when he's off the ball than when he's on it. Because when he's on the ball, obviously, yes, he can do the Giannis thing and just drive into you and Euro step mm-hmm. around you and score and dunk. Yeah. That's going to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. But it feels like the Raptors have kind of figured out the right balance there. They've sagged off him quite a bit. They've you know, he he took less long range shots tonight. I thought he only he was like one of three from deep, and he hit mm-hmm. one that was a little bit back breaking at the start of the fourth. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, Giannis is gonna hit threes now. Okay, um, but for the most part, they they kind of I think walled off his drives reasonably well, and they sent doubles his way. Anytime he's like not in the middle of the floor, whenever he's in the corners at all, they're just sending doubles his way. But there were a couple times where Middleton would be on the ball or Bledsoe would be on the ball. And the Raptors would, you know, maybe sort of cheat a little bit too much. Then you get Giannis like screaming down the lane, and mm-hmm. they're finding him for mm-hmm. a dunk. And I-, I wonder if maybe that's the way the Bucks can kind of free up Giannis a little bit more to try to use the gravity that Middleton in particular has. I mean, mm-hmm. Middleton had seven assists tonight. Maybe you run a little more pick and roll with him and Brooke Lopez, and that leads you to have more shooting that you have to worry about when you're guarding that. You can't really sort of sell out to stop either one of those options, and then you can have Giannis cutting and stuff like that. Maybe that's an option. Obviously, you don't want to take the ball to Giannis's hands all the time because he's Giannis, but I think the Bucks need to do a better job of trying to find little pockets because it does seem like a lot of the time they're just kind of doing the same thing over and over again. Well, I, I mean, I, if definitely if I'm Bucks, I'd look at ways, as you said, to run the offense through Middleton perhaps. I think he really did uh, a yeoman's work of keeping the, keeping the Bucks in it, and I think his, his presence of mind and his ability to sort of find the, find the pass to make over the top, basically, of guys like Van Vliet and Lowry mm-hmm. is, a, is a big bonus. Uh, and with Giannis, I mean, really, after those first few minutes where he got some transition plays and he was able to use his speed to make things happen, you're right. I, I, he never he's never seemed to look comfortable except when he's getting those those, you know, screaming and off ball, junking junking out the lane shots. I mean, it's it's something for the Bucks to look into. I mean, it just it just feels so weird to talk about it like this and be mm-hmm. like, well, what if there was a way to get Giannis off the ball? Like, it's like, <laughs> but he's the guy. Like it's strange that this is how it, this is what it, it sort of sort of comes to. So yeah, 
I don't know. I mean, the the Bucks still have tons of weapons, uh, and and Budenholzer has figured out. I mean, you saw it today. There are a lot of substitutions coming in, and a lot of a lot of different lineups. You know, the Raptors and the and the Bucks are, are making a lot of adjustments to each other. They they the, both coaches know what the other guy's doing. They figure mm-hmm. out ways to try and break it and solve it. But at a certain point, the Bucks are going to have to. They're going to need that monster game. I mean, I mean, you go back to the Sixers series, Game Three. They got this monster game from Embiid, and it felt like, oh no, yeah, like, like the Sixers are a monster if he plays like this. If Giannis starts doing that, I mean, I don't know. What happens yeah. if he does? I also wonder if maybe they'll start using the way Embiid started being used as a role man a little more often in that series. I wonder if maybe they'll start using Giannis as a screener a little bit more often for Middleton, and then that creates a real problem because you got to tag Giannis and you got to worry about Middleton's gravity. I shouldn't be giving all these ideas. Yeah, to I was going to say, yeah, because uh, that sounds like a someone's going to be listening. To stop, so especially on, if they try to maybe, bucks, don't listen to this. Yeah, especially if they try to go a little smaller, right? If they maybe you know take out Bledsoe or take out, I mean, take out Bledsoe because he's shit, but like oh. take out <laughs> take out Lopez and maybe you just try to like surround him with like Miritich and Brogdon and you sort of you just have like yeah. maybe more off the bounce type shooters around him have we seen that know. have we seen Giannis at center yet I haven't really seen it no they've kind of always had at least one big on the, on the floor yeah I so. mean the Raptors don't really have as much of a counter to that without, without OG Ananobi to really yeah. downsize so it would be interesting to see if that becomes a nuclear option but I feel like right now the Bucks honestly I think they probably just feel like we don't have to change like we don't have to make any huge changes yeah uh, in terms of like throwing the whole rotation around or, or changing up everything wildly, I, I bet you they're very confident. They'll go to Game Five, run their offense again, and and generate better looks. I think they have to figure out ways uh, to to tighten their defense up, and mm-hmm. then yeah, I mean Giannis, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I wish I could make more of a coherent point here, but I, <laughs> I'm just like I'm happy. I'm just mostly happy that the Raptors have actually made him work harder than I think most people would have thought he would have had to. Yeah, I mean, this is the, the this was the perfect game for the Raptors, right? It's not going to stay this way forever. George Hill's not going to take two shots in 27 minutes, you would think. Oh, wow. You know, Brogdon's not going to go was... 2 of 11. Pat Connaughton's not going to go 1 of 4, although I don't think Connaughton's particularly good and not very useful in this series. I'm, I'm worried about George Hill. I mean, he was like Hill and Brogdon three. are the two yeah. guys on the, on the Bucks bench that are scary. Everyone else, it feels like they're kind of liabilities at this point. I mean, Ilyasova does his really annoying Ilyasova things, but at the same time, like, he He's is exposable. kind of a liability. He's and and Pascal Siakam did not really punish him the way he yeah. typically has. Weird uh, game for Siakam. Just seven I, points. I don't he know had six assists. I don't like, know if he's a little bit, if he's a little banged up or just like... Thrown off by Giannis guarding him? Yeah, I mean, game four, game three, it felt like he had sort of started to sort of solve that. He, he had, partly because he was just going at Giannis. Yeah. Like, okay, if you get your shot blocked, you get fouled, you got to try and force that issue a little bit. But he got off to a bad start. I think it, it just kind of took him out of the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got to hunt some mismatches when Miritich and Ilyas over on him. But now, now with him, I think with... He's got to learn how to play through some playoff contact. I yeah. think there was some runs there where he was getting easy layups. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. Scoring in the post is easy. And it's like, well, it won't always be. And on top of that, you won't always get the call. So you got to figure out ways to anticipate, play through, and keep going with that. Because, I mean, obviously he's very talented. He's getting the shots a lot mm-hmm. of times. He's getting to the place he wants to get. I don't know. I mean, we'll uh, see it wasn't him. like a bad game. He had foul trouble as well. He had yeah. picked up five fouls. I mean, and, I still don't like, know if he's if he's a little wound, a little banged up. Yeah, his legs it wasn't. A, a, it wasn't necessarily a bad game. It was just kind of like a weird Pascal game. And yeah. like my thing, the entire game was like, oh, he's not really looking to pass out of like double teams and stuff the way he played. Mm-hmm. But you look at the end of the game, he has six assists to two turnovers. He had that one really really nice dump off pass to uh, Abaka yeah. to late in the game. Yeah. It was sort of one of the clinching plays of the game. Uh, not again, just sort of a weird Pascal game, but they obviously didn't need him to be amazing. And like, if you're looking for things that are going to correct the Raptors' way, we talked about the Bucks bench. Like, I don't think Kawhi and Pascal are going to combine for 26 points on 
19 shots next game, like they, they probably will have a higher usage. Things could turn the other way too. around. Exactly. Very weird yeah. series where I think every game has kind of had things that will regress to a different way, which to, to me it says it's just a, a very even series between two, yeah. two very good teams. Uh, Raps are all tied up at 2-2. They will uh, head to Milwaukee for game three on game Thursday. Five. Game five. What the hell? Game three. Game five on Thursday night. Uh, this is as far as they've ever been, man. They've never been the, like... 2-2 in the conference finals? 2-2 with a very with a chance to legitimate win it, yeah. shot to win. Like, <laughs> with not LeBron saying this is not an adverse situation. At, yeah. at this point, I, I could very much see this going 7. And mm. I mean, it's it's it'd be t- it'll be tough, but it's still possible. That's yeah. the main thing. It's not a, it's not a hopeless feat. It's a, uh, it's a series, man. And yeah. uh, that's all we could ask for. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Daniel, thanks for coming on with me, buddy. Thanks Read your me. quick recap. Uh, I'll be writing tomorrow about the fraud Eric Bledsoe and the non-fraud Kyle Lowry, so stay tuned for that. Uh, And, yeah, check out all the stuff on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Himalaya as well. Big thanks to Hotels.com, Untuck It, and Grip6 for sponsoring today's show. And we will talk to you next time with another episode of Locked On Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.